This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Thanks for joining us at the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Michael, you and I have had this question asked, and even we've answered this question by people at both our church and in conversations about baptism. So here's the question for today. Is there anything wrong with being baptized as an infant? Let me share a little bit of my personal spiritual history. So I grew up in my early, early years, Roman Catholic, went to Roman Catholic school from Mm -hmm. first grade through 12th grade. So that was one world. Presbyterian church from kindergarten up through functionally college. So both of those denominations do baptize infants. Absolutely. In fact, for our next question, what we should actually do is, does my Roman Catholic infant baptism count? We'll do that as our next one. Okay. Otherwise, I'll go off and do a rabbit trail on that. So let's just, that'll be next time. So Presbyterians baptize their infants, Roman Catholics baptize their infants, and then um, I went to Moody Bible Institute and started working for a functionally Baptist church, if you will. Not Southern Baptist, but they believe in believers' baptism. Believers' baptism, okay. At Village Church. So my background in this has been very divided. I actually spent quite a amount of hours in my life just personally trying to wrestle through this. I would think so. whenever you leave even a practice or doctrine of your heritage— it's just a lot deeper. It's more ingrained. You want to make sure you're being thoroughly biblical. Yeah, it's personal, and you want to make sure you're right. Right. And uh, it doesn't mean that I've, I'm, I'm perfect in how I've landed, but I'll at least share with you what I think about this. Being baptized as a Roman Catholic as an infant is a very different reality than being baptized as an infant in a Protestant church. Mm-hmm. So again, next time we'll deal with what that means. Yeah. And so we'll punt that question. Let's just say this is coming from somebody who is a Protestant. Maybe they were Methodist. Maybe they were Lutheran. Maybe they were Presbyterian. Somewhere in the Protestant world of things. And and I've yet to meet a Protestant who believes that baptism saves you. What makes us a Protestant is that we're saved by grace through faith, not by works. That's fundamentally the Protestant like yes. salvation doctrine. Mm-hmm. And so um, for um, Protestants who baptize as infants, what they believe very simply is that baptism is the sign of the new covenant. Mm-hmm. And under the old covenant, circumcision was given before the realities of the sign were uh, real in the person. So, for example, when you have um, circumcision, circumcision, yeah, it represents your sin being cut off. If if you are a follower of God, but if you walk away from God, it represents that you are personally cut off. Mm. But before the reality of the sign, before you actually had any kind of faith in God, the sign of the covenant was given to you before that reality. And so, Presbyterians, for example, would would believe. It is a scriptural norm that a young child can receive a sign of a covenant before those realities take place. And it'd be a parent's responsibility to make sure that child had that sign of being a covenant child. Absolutely. For me, infant baptism comes down to one singular question. Is baptism the sign of the new covenant? Mm. If it is the sign of the new covenant, then here's what I know. I know that in scripture, there's a practice that you give the signs of the covenant to children, babies, infants, Mm -hmm. before the reality of those signs can come to fruition. If baptism is the sign of the new covenant as circumcision was the sign of the old covenant, then I'm all in, baptize infants, as long as you don't believe that baptism saves them. Yes, that is not the mode of salvation. Correct. The mode of salvation is always by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, period. Here's my issue. This is why I don't practice or believe in infant baptism, because nowhere 
is infant baptism connected explicitly to the new covenant. Yes. There's a little bit of infer- possibly inferential connection in Colossians 2, but it's not explicit. And nowhere in Scripture, especially in the book of Hebrews, which is all about the transition from the old covenant to the new covenant, in the book of Hebrews, baptism is just never, ever, ever, ever discussed. It's not relevant to the new covenant discussions. Nowhere in Scripture is baptism called the sign of the new covenant. I would think if it were the sign of the new covenant, it would be talked about a whole lot more. It's just never discussed like that. Now, obviously, baptism is important, but baptism is a sign of the new covenant. That, to Mm -hmm. me, is a theological Mm -hmm. stretch. Yeah. The question here is, is there anything wrong with being baptized as an infant? Let me just answer the question as succinctly as I could. I mean, no offense. So just be so gracious with me, whoever you are. I know that if you baptized your infant, it was very meaningful for you, and you believe it is what God wanted you to do. For me, baptizing your infant is as wrong as taking a shower. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's it's like somebody asked me, um, is speaking in tongues sin? Okay. Well, I don't believe when they're speaking in tongues that they're actually praying a spirit language motivated by the Holy Spirit. So is it sin? No, I just no. don't think it does anything. It's not no. bad. It's not morally corrupt. It's just nothing. And so is there anything wrong with being baptized as an infant? No. Mm. Is it baptism? And that's where I would say, I don't think it's baptism. Yeah, it's not biblical New Testament baptism. I came from a denominational background of Baptist and mm-hmm. even Southern Baptist and then non-denominational, which is Baptistic in theology, especially when it comes to baptism. And it's interesting that as you're talking, it's like, hmm, I actually think we're close on this. For once. Yeah, for once, we're not going to have an actual <laughs> argument. I would agree with you 100% that— is it sin? Is it wrong? Mm, I don't I don't think it's sinful. I don't think it's wrong. I think based on the reason in which someone were to baptize their child, because the child didn't have any say in this, I don't see how that it benefits, though. Mm-hmm. I, I think it can be important. I think it can be a significant milestone in someone's journey of faith. Yep, for you sure. Know, and especially as parents talk to their children— as they get older, hey, you were baptized at this church or we baptized you at this time. And let me tell you about that. I think that is very significant in a person's journey mm-hmm. of, of spiritual development and maturity. Especially the parents. For yes. the parents, that's For a the really parent, big deal. Is, yep. Yeah, because they are doing something that they feel not only honors the Lord, but it helps their child in faith. Yep. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Somebody asked me once, would you go to a church that baptized infants? Absolutely. Like, for me, it's not a sin issue. It's not an issue to divide over. I could go to a church that baptized infants or didn't, you know? Like, for me, it's not that big of a deal um, because I know that when Protestants, especially Presbyterians, when they baptize their kids, they don't believe this saves them at all in any way, shape, or form. And so— For me, I don't pick fights over it. It's a fun topic to debate about for me. And my debate always and only comes back to this point. Prove to me that that baptism is the sign of the new covenant. And if so, why does Hebrews, this whole entire book about the onboarding of the new covenant, never mention baptism? Mm -hmm. A good, smart Presbyterian will come back to me, and they're going to read Colossians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Here's what it says. Mm -hmm. You have been filled with him, Jesus, who is the head of all rule and authority. Okay, good. 
in Jesus also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. Now, circumcision here is being used as a metaphor for your salvation. Right. But he's not advocating actually getting circumcised. This is not what Paul wants for the church in Colossae. He's not saying, go get circumcised. He's saying, no, circumcision represented what Christ did for you. So he says, uh, in Jesus, you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, which by the way, baptism symbolizes the same thing that circumcision does. Mm -hmm. Circumcision deals with the cutting off of our sin, if you will, and baptism is the washing of our sin. In terms of metaphors, they're similar things. They, they, They symbolize similar things. But having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised Jesus from the dead. So they're definitely connected in that they both symbolize similar things, mm-hmm. but never once, never once has um, baptism in the New Testament been a applied to children or kids, infants, I should say. That's a better way to say it. Um, and nowhere, just nowhere do you see it being the sign of the new covenant. Right. It seems to be a practice that is for anybody who trusts in Christ. Now, what's challenging is that in Abraham's day when he was circumcised, and then all of the men, all of the kids, right? All the descendants, yes. And so it's interesting when you get into the first century, baptism comes along, and there is a statement, they and all their household. Um, And so some people have read into this and just said, look, it's replicating what happened with circumcision. It wasn't just the father when he came to Christ, but the entire household. But every instance where that has been used, the vocabulary communicates that the entire household believed, which is why they were baptized. Yes. Back to the question, is it wrong? I would just say it's not wrong. It's not sinful. God isn't disappointed in it. I would call it not biblical baptism. So would I go to a church that does infant baptism? Absolutely. I have no issues with that. Somebody once asked, and, and you know what we should do? We should do another podcast on dedications. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to submit my own question to the Village Church <laughs> Q&A podcast, and that is, why do churches do infant dedication? Is that in the Bible? You want to do that in uh, two questions from now? We'll go Roman, sure. Roman Catholic infant mm-hmm. baptism next, and then we'll do, is dedication right or wrong? Does that sound good? That sounds right, good. You get the final word, Tim. Tell me about your baptism, and then tell me about just kind of how you dealt with this with your kids. So for me, I was older. You know, I was 20 years old when I got baptized. I am very confident I trusted Jesus when I was 10 or 11 years old, but got away from the Lord in my teenage years and rebellious. And it was only in my years after high school that I really began to grow and understand what the Bible said about the Christian life and about baptism. And it was at 20 before I was baptized. Mm. Now, for my kids, they grew up in a pastor's home. So they had grown up in Sunday school and back in those days, as I'm a little bit older, um, <laughs> we, we went to church three times a week, if not four. There was Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and then sometimes other meetings throughout the week. So our kids tagged along for all those. They grew up hearing the stories of the Bible. The gospel was shared to them on a very, very regular basis. So they came to faith at a very early age, five and six. Mm. And for us, we wanted them... Uh, to be baptized when they were ready. And so we made sure that we discussed the biblical mandate, meaning that baptism is not for salvation. It is because we are already saved. Baptism is a sign to others that you have already trusted 
in Jesus Christ and what has already taken place inside. And it's an outward sign to others that that you want to live for Jesus. So we made sure that we communicated that to our kids and they were baptized in the early elementary ages. And I was honored to be able to baptize them as one of the pastors of the church. That's awesome. So, hmm. yeah. so we've got a question for next time. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about Roman Catholics. Yeah, let's talk about Roman Catholic baptism next time.